This is the BizWest Podcast, a rundown of the news and trends driving business in Northern Colorado and the Boulder Valley. I'm Dan Micah. Plenty of restaurants stake their identity not just on their food, but on the atmospheres that they build. So what do you do if you're Chiba Hut, a Fort Collins sandwich shop that embraces cannabis in every aspect of its store decor, if you can't have too many people eating inside at once? During the pandemic, the sandwich purveyor made an app where players play a game and get rewarded with pinners, or Chiba Hut's nickname for an 8-inch sub. Lucas High spoke with Brian Loeb, Chiba Hut's vice president of marketing, on the chain's new mobile game and how it thinks that will bring the Chiba Hut aesthetic to customers at home. Brian, welcome to the Biz West Podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Lucas. Of course. Of course. Welcome. So, yeah, uh, I, I would imagine most of our most of our listeners are familiar with Chiba Huts. And, Brian, i got to be honest with you. I, I'm originally from the East Coast, and when I moved out to uh, to the area years ago, uh, Chiba Hut was one of the first places, the first restaurants that I wanted to go. It was just, I don't know what that says about me, uh, my love of sandwiches or, or perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps other things, but uh, I, I definitely wanted to check out Chiba Hut. But uh, for our listeners who maybe haven't had a chance to, uh, to stop by, what Will you just kind of give us like a, a 30 second primer on, on who you guys are and what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that story, for some reason, something about, you know, people coming into town and, and wanting to try cheaper and all that is just, uh, I love it, man. That's good to hear. You too. Yeah. So a little background on Chiba. I mean, we, so at the end of the day, it starts with the food. I mean, we make a damn good toasted sub. We, we like to think we're, you know, it starts with the food, but then it extends into it's our people and our environment and kind of the culture that we really aim to cultivate in local communities. But I mean, at the end of the day, it starts with the food, make a really good toasted sub, best bread in the business. Uh, we've been shouting that from the mountaintops for a long time now, but we have some great local partners um, to make that happen. We house make all of our sauces from scratch, fresh cut veggies every day. I mean, high quality meats and cheeses. So all all that to say is you put that together, you make a really good toasted sub. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, it really comes down to our people too. So you can have great food, but if it's served in an environment and with people who don't really care, then it's not worth much at all. Right. Um, and so we like to double down on our people too. I mean, they, you can feel it. You come into Achiba, you can feel the energy. You can feel that people want to be there. You know, um, we were actually founded on it being a cool place to work. And, uh, I think we've achieved that in a really cool environment as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, speaking of the environment, um, and, and we should mention that that Chiba Hut is is headquartered in our backyard, a Fort Collins based uh, based company. Um, but regarding that that environment, I mean, when you step into a Chiba Hut, it's it's not you're not stepping into a Quiznos or uh, or a Subway. Uh, you know, no. First and foremost, uh, the, the offerings are different. You guys have a bar, so uh, you know th- that's one thing. And secondly, just you know, kind of the vibe is different. Uh, you can kind of get it from the name, uh, but that there is a certain sort of cannabis centric, uh, decor and, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, for lack of a better term vibe going on in there. So, you yeah. know, it's certainly, it certainly embraces kind of, uh, you know, Colorado lifestyle, Colorado aesthetic and, and, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, Colorado cannabis. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, look, we were started 23 years, we were in 98, 
23 years ago by founder Scott Jennings. And you can imagine how you know, controversial that would have been 23 years ago, right? Um, sure. Before, before legalization, recreational, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, but even before medical was, or medical marijuana was legal here in Colorado. Oh yeah. No, it, it, he was, he was out there on an Island as an outcast, uh, when we started the company for sure, 23 years ago. Um, but we've carried it ever since. I mean, it's really, you know, Obviously, weed is becoming more accepted throughout the country and the world at this point. Um, but I think it's a, it's really kind of a token of, you know, a bigger idea here that we really like to, we like to say we flip the bird to the man. We like to come in with, you know, doing it our way and we don't really want to play by anyone else's rules. We want to do things really well and to the best of our ability. And we want to really care about what we do. Um, at the same time, we don't want to just follow the playbook that maybe some of those other competitors you mentioned, uh, have done. They kind of fall into a bucket and we like to, we like to do it differently. So yeah, man, 23 years running. Well, so that, that kind of, that kind of gets into, to, you know, the reason why that I wanted to have you on the show today, Brian, is, you know, to talk about something that you're doing a little differently. So, you know, obviously it's, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, anything particularly novel for restaurants to have apps these days. Um, you know, pretty much, you know, most, most restaurants right. do, uh, but you guys are, are kind of taking it a little bit further. You, you've kind of created a situation where you're, you're essentially kind of gamifying, eating sandwiches, which is certainly something I can get behind. Um, but yeah, we, we, will you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing with, with your, with your latest mobile app and, and how, you know, it's kind of been able to, to help drive sales to new channels during this really challenging time for, for the restaurant industry. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We almost, so we had the entire app ready to go. Uh, and actually we were considering not launching it at all. And then, and then just came to a point just because it was such a turbulent time. There was so much unknown, yada, yada, right? You can, you can get your head around that. And sure. And we're talking about the, the we're talking about the, the re, in a recent, uh, in the recent past when you guys are dealing with all the various COVID at, restrictions and things, and at, things like that, just, just so it's clear. for Yeah, our absolutely. And 20, yeah. And just, this was kind of, you know, um, early spring in 2020. So in the thick of it, we ended up launching in June, June 3rd, 2020. But yeah. Um, you can understand why we, you know, were considering not doing it. And then it, we, we just realized, you know what, this is the, t I mean, if there's going to be a time for people to be, you know, on their phones constantly wanting to engage with our brand and, you know, just making it easier on them. And, and by the way, to play an awesome game, that's a ton of fun and have some fun at home, bring some joy into people's houses. It's, it's now it's 2020. And so, uh, there was more risk in doing that, we think, but we did it and we're happy we did it. Um, and so we launched the app. It's got a ton of features, like you mentioned, Lucas, anything you would expect out of a restaurant app, but there's so much more to, I mean, it was a collaboration between a bunch of different partners, Punch, got to give a shout out to Punch. That was kind of our backend system, Olo for online ordering, uh, too big for the design and the animations. So there's a lot of things we did. And then Zico is the company we use to build out a game within the app called Flippy Bird. And that's really the core of what we're talking about here. But um, it's an awesome game. It's hard to kind of describe Flippy Bird. It's one of those things that you really just got to go out and play on your own. Um, but basically, we, so like I said earlier, flip the bird to the man. Um, our mascot is is Flippy Bird. Uh, he's a blue macaw that flies around and 
Man, uh, yeah, we put a three-level game together, um, and he's kind of the star of that thing, and uh, it's called Flippy Bird. The contest itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... It's kind of a, for listeners, it's kind of a, you know, it's a cartoon-based thing, so it kind of looks similar to, you know, kind of an Angry Birds kind of setup, yeah. and, and essentially, yeah, you're just kind of manipulating Flippy through through these various levels, um, and, you know, unlike some video games or some uh, phone games where it's just sort of... The, the the end goal is is you're just kind of killing time as you as you yeah. wait uh, you know uh, on the bus or something like that. Uh, this one has a little bit of a of a different end game. Yeah, I would say so. I'd say it's got a little bit of a different. Have you made it to level three yet, Lucas? <laughs> I have not. No, no. So so yeah. yeah so, so tell tell our tell our listeners what happens. You know, as they or what they can get. You know, kind of as they play through the game. Uh, it's it's something you're not going to find in in any other game. That's for uh, that's for damn sure. Including you know. So first of all, we got Harlem Underground Band as the backtrack to this thing. Um, like license the music to do that. We wanted to create the whole experience, right? Uh, you're flying through huts. There's there's smoke everywhere. You're trying to dodge the smoke. You're you're grabbing you know bags. The weed in some in some cases that slows slows up the whole screen. You start moving really slowly. Uh, then, we, then you can grab bags of uh, parmesan as well on other levels, and that speeds you up really fast too. So we just threw a lot in there to make it fun. Again, it was all about having fun and, and keeping people you know entertained during this time. And um, here's the cool thing: just by playing the game, you earn points that you can then redeem for real food in our shop. So I mean. It's a win-win, right? The contest itself, I'll give you a little backstory in the contest. Um, so really, you just got to get the highest score. That's the goal. There's actually still until the 31st. So you got about a week and a half left. But until the 31st of this month is when the cost, uh, the contest ends. Highest score, first place is getting 5K, free cheaper for a year. The title belt, we made one WWE-style title belt at this point. Um and so you're going to be the t- bragging rights and the title holder, right? And then a bunch of cool Flippy Bird swag, really cool shirt, and then a Flippy Bird tea bag box too, which might might you know it's not going to make any sense, but I'm not going to spoil the the fun. Make it to level three, and you'll understand why we're doing that. But yeah, uh, and then some other great prizes too. If you're in second through tenth tenth place, you're getting free for a year as well, free cheaper for a year, all that swag. And then 11th through 50th place is also getting that swag as well, that shirt and then that tea bag box. So uh, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get my my wife into this. She's she's the queen of of cell phone app games, and also uh, a, a a big fan of Chiba. I got to be honest, she she enjoys the sandwiches there. Hey, so free for uh, a year. yeah, I'm gonna free have to. Years uh, on the table. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm get her to share if she if she wins. So you know, Brian. Obviously, this is this is this app is fun, and uh, you know it, it's it's fun for the folks that play it. It must have been fun to be involved with uh, with developing the game. But ultimately, you know, ultimately, what what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, you guys are a business. You're you're trying to drive sales. And you know, will, will you tell us, you know, how things have been over the past year or so, trying to kind of navigate and figure out ways to to innovate and, and, and do things differently to to be able to you know survive this this crazy time for the hospital industry yeah yeah and you know there's a lot that that goes into that I mean at the very surface level we had to be quick on our feet I think you know regardless of the business you're in the pandemic really forced everybody into a corner right and when you're in a corner you have to get creative to survive um, and so 
that was no different for Chiba Hut. I mean, basically overnight we launched a, a curbside program as an example, um, like literally almost overnight type of thing. So there's those type of things where we're doubling down on still trying to give people that, you know, the game is certainly one of them we're in the app. We're trying to give people that Chiba experience, even though it might not be the traditional, you know, you come into the hut, you escape the established that, you know, those vibes that we try to create in shop. We knew we wouldn't be able to do that, so we had to kind of pivot to being able to doing a lot more digital content. Uh, so that's you know the app, like I mentioned, we did some cool promotions like a Chiba bag challenge, where we had people decorate a bag, and then there were some awesome prizes there. So trying to connect with our people and carry you know and spread those good vibes, even when we couldn't do that in shop, um, and then making it really easy to order and you know remove those friction points throughout. Um, was big for us too. So that's at the surface level, but really when you take it a level deeper than that, I mean, we were, we're we've kind of, you know, by design prepared for these different, um, you know, hiccups along the way, whether that be a pandemic or something else. And, you know, we've, we've been around for 23 years and people know the brand. Um, you know, what we learned during the pandemic was, our, our Chiba Hut loyalists are going to come out and support. Um, and so it was the quick thinking in terms of, you know, the things I've already mentioned, those quick pivots. But I mean, honestly, we were fortunate that uh, we've built up a kind of a brand following over 23 years and, and, and work hard at keeping those people happy. And they supported us in, in the, the thick of it all. Sure. And, and, you know, not, not that, uh, not that anything, you know, was kind of ideal when it comes to the pandemic, but, uh, you know, a, a sub shop is, is, um, you know, kind of by, by nature a little bit more resilient for the situation that we went through than, than say like a fine dining sit down establishment. I mean, you guys do a lot of pickup orders, you know, in a, in a regular, uh, in a regular situation, but you're right. I mean, it, it is kind of a bummer and, and you do, and you do lose a little bit of, of, uh, of the experience if, if you're not at a but come in and you know and actually sit down. Are you guys are you guys doing any uh, any in store dining currently? Uh, we're, we're recording this on January twenty first, so you know restrictions have been loosened a little bit in some of the areas that um, that that um, Chiba Hut operates in. But are, are you guys are you guys doing any um, sit down dining right now? So it really depends. So we're at thirty six shops currently around the country, and so it really depends on what market you're at. And then even beyond that, kind of the comfort level of, of, you know, that local shop, because everything is very localized that we do at Chiba. It's not like it's a, you know, we're not the chain, if you will, where one size fits all. So it really depends. We, we have three levels of operation and we're kind of prepared to, to keep our shops open at whatever it takes. And there's, you know, whether that's nobody's inside or there's some, capacity um, restrictions or, you know, we're full, full on, we're in green, as we would call it, where you can sit down and have a sub in the hut. Um, no one's really running on green <laughs> now, but we do have variations of, you know, people where there's some, some people in shop or they might have a tent that's outside where you can come in and sit. So it just kind of depends um, on the market and then really what's going on in the day. But yeah, we, you know, we're prepared to give an awesome experience, whether that's by delivery or pickup, or, you know, you can come in and sit with limited capacity um, as well. So it's kind of the main theme I should get across here is we, you know, the focus has been keeping the Chiba experience as much as we can in terms of the vibes, the food quality, and just having a good time. Uh, We wanted to try to 
maintain that throughout, even though we had to pivot the way we were delivering that. Right. So that's kind of where we're at. Yep. And you, you know, obviously, folks in, in the in the hospitality world are, are kind of still in in just kind of survival mode right now, uh, just trying to figure out um, you know how to how to kind of get through this day and on to uh, hopefully a, a, an easier time when folks have vaccines and feel comfortable coming into restaurants. Um, but you know, I, I would assume, given that you guys have been around for a long time and you have a pretty good footprint, you're, you're looking a little bit farther beyond that. Uh, you know, what what is what does uh, you know kind of the future hold for Chiba Hut? Uh, you know, you mentioned being in, in 36 locations. Is there any expansion plan, whether that be more shops in our area, or perhaps more shops uh, in parts of the country that that haven't had the the pleasure of uh, of having a, a Chiba Hut in their in their neighborhood? Yeah, it's both. It's actually both. So we're we're here in the next couple months. We'll be opening up a shop off a. Of Harmony. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's actually going to be internally a training shop for us as well to kind of as as we bring on new ownership and we want to, you know, call it an innovation lab too. We want to be able to innovate and it's kind of our, you know, get our hands dirty workspace. Um, but it's also, you know, a full fledged shop as well. And so that's coming in the next couple of months. But yeah, beyond that, I mean, we have 36 currently. Um, you know, it'd be, it would have been very easy for us to just open up the floodgates and say, anybody that wants a Chiba, you know, come on in, we're accepting anybody. But we like to say we're accepting applications um, is how we think about it. You know, we're not signing a ton of deals um, in terms of bringing on new franchise owners or franchise partners. You know, we want to keep it limited. And so we are definitely growing, but it's really important we don't lose the integrity of the brand as we do that. And so, um, yeah, it's a handful of new owners that we're bringing on each year, but still maintaining, we're basically doubling in size every about two years. Um, our, our first goal is 60, 60 Chiba hut shops by the end of 2022. And we are, uh, we're on pace to do that now. Nice. Well, Brian, before I let you go, uh, I got to tell you, I, I think I, I it goes. I go back and forth, but I think my favorite my favorite Chiba Hut sandwich is is the AK forty seven. That's the roast beef it's one, right? Good, man, yeah, yeah. What, what I wanted before I let you go. What's yours? You got you got to tell us what what your go to order is, or if there's any kind of like special order that you do, or that, that you that you'd uh, kind of recommend for for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So I got I have a toker tip for you on the White Widow. So that's our our, our number one seller is the White Widow. But if you want to really take it to a whole new level, you got to get the Red Widow which is instead of doing our ranch, you do spicy ranch. And then in addition to it, you add cream cheese. So that's kind of like my, you know, my go-to comfort food. It's been a rough night or, you know, for whatever, that's, that's my go-to on that side. One of the things I love about our brand though, is you can go that route or you can go to the other side where you want to be completely health focused and eat just something that's really good. You know, we're making the sauces in house. Um, and that's what I like. It's the power plant. And so it's got guacamole and hummus on it. And then we like to say we run it through the garden. Uh, and so it's got a ton of good veg veggies on there too. And it's completely veggie based sub. I love to do that on wheat. Um, or if I'm in a crazy mood, I'm going comfort. And I want to go all in. I'm doing uh, the Red Widow with cream cheese on garlic herb. Killer, man. All right. That sounds delicious. Well, Brian Loeb, thank you so much for joining us on the BizWest podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Thanks, Lucas. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for having me. 
That'll do it for this week's episode. This podcast was produced by me, Dan Micah, with assistance from Lucas High. If you have comments or questions, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at news at bizwest.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you need to catch up on all the news in Northern Colorado and the Boulder Valley business scene, please consider subscribing to us at www.bizwest.com. We can't do what we do without your support. Our intro and outro music is The Old RV by Craig MacArthur. And from everyone here at BizWest Media, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.